Runaways. I'm a runaway, Jenny thought wonderingly. It was such an unlikely thing for her, Jenny Thornton, to be. In the darkened window, she could see her own face, or part of it. A girl with forest green eyes, dark as pine needles, and eyebrows that were straight, like two decisive brush strokes. Hair the color of honey and sunlight. Jenny looked past the ghostly reflection to the black clouds outside the plane. Now that the stewardess danger had passed, all she had to worry about was dying. She really hated heights. What was strange was that even though she was scared, she was also excited. The way people get excited when an emergency, a natural disaster happens, when all normal rules are suspended and ordinary things that used to be important suddenly become meaningless. Like school, like her parents' approval, like being a good girl. All blown when she ran away. And her parents wouldn't even understand why, because the note Jenny had left them had said almost nothing. I'm going somewhere, and I hope I'll come back. I love you. This is something I have to do. I'm sorry. I owe you $600. Not very informative, but what was she supposed to say? Dear Mom and Dad, a terrible thing happened at Tom's birthday party last month. You see, we built this paper house and it became real. And suddenly, we were all inside it. And this guy called Julian made us play a game there with him. We had to face our worst nightmares and win. Or he would have kept us with him in the shadow world forever. And we all made it out. Except Summer. Poor Summer. You know she was never the brightest. And that's why Summer's been missing for weeks. She died in her nightmare. But the thing is, Mom and Dad that Julian followed us out of the shadow world. He came into our world, and he was after one thing. Me. Me. He made us play another game, and this one turned out bad. It ended with him taking Tom and Zack back to the shadow world. That's where they are now. They didn't run away like everybody thinks. And the last thing Julian said to me after taking them was, if you want them, come on a treasure hunt. So that's what I'm doing. Only there's just a slight problem about getting into the shadow world. I don't have any idea how to do it. So I'm flying to Pennsylvania, to Grandpa Evanson's house. He opened a door to the shadow world a long time ago, and maybe he left some clues behind. Say that? God, no, Jenny thought. The first part her parents had already heard and didn't believe. The second part would just let them know where Jenny was going and give them a chance to stop her. Excuse me, doctor, but my daughter has flipped. She thinks some demon prince has taken her boyfriend and her cousin. We've got to lock her up and keep her safe. Oh, yes. Get that big hypodermic over there. No. Jenny couldn't tell anyone. She and Audrey and Dee and Michael had spent three days planning this trip. It had taken them that long to get enough money for plane tickets, each collecting $200 a day using their parents' ATM cards. Now they were on the red-eye from LAX to Pittsburgh, alone and vulnerable, six miles off the ground. Their parents thought they were asleep in their beds. And Jenny was excited. Do or die. It was do or die now, literally. There wasn't such a thing as safety anymore. She was going to a place where nightmares came true and killed you. She would never forget Summer's blonde head disappearing in that pile of garbage. When she got there, all she'd have to rely on were her own wits and her friends. She glanced at them. Michael Cohen, with his rumpled dark hair and soulful eyes, 
wearing clothes that were clean, wrinkled and bore no resemblance to any fashion trend that had ever existed. Audrey Myers, cool and elegant in a black-and-white Italian pantsuit, keeping any turmoil she might be feeling hidden under a perfectly polished exterior. And Dee Elliott, a night princess with a skewed sense of humor and a black belt in kung fu. They were all 16, juniors in high school, and they were on their way to fight the devil. The flight attendant served dinner. Dee ate her fruit plate brazenly. Once the trays were cleared, lights began to go out all over the plane. One by one, they winked off. Funeral parlor lighting, Jenny thought, looking at the dim, diffused ceiling glow that was left. It reminded her of the visitation room where she'd last seen her great-aunt Sheila. She felt too keyed up to sleep, but she had to try. Think of anything but him, she ordered herself, leaning her head against the...